This is 665.66 UHMR Chemrat Radio. Coming to you live tonight from Mama Kaz's Noodle Shack on sublevel 163, home of the best corpse noodle half bug ramen in the galaxy. Live underground. As always, I am Ryan, your numero uno goblin king, and I am joined by my partners in crime, Marky. What's that? Beast. Hey, everyone. And joining us today is our special guest back from assignment on the icy plains of Fenris. Kevin, tell us, uh, is Fenris the vacation destination they keep promising? Yeah, uh, it's really nice in the summer. That's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, I bet it would. (laughs) If it had summer. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so Fenris, I mean, Fenris, Fenris has a really weird orbit. Yeah. So for most of the year, it's fucking super frigid. And then it gets like summer and like all the volcanoes erupt and it turns into a hellscape for yeah. like a I've month. I've heard it rivals it Vietnam in uh, summer I thought that was Vulcan. Right? <laughs> no, Vulcan. Or Vulcan is not, not all the time. It's or not nocturne. nocturne. It's always, sorry, it's it's always hot and volcano-y. Uh, All right. So although I personally started off a little bit more on the competitive side of Warhammer 40k over the years, I've really kind of, I know, right? (laughs) Settled into enjoying the hobby side, the lore side, the kit bashing side. That's, that's kind of where I am now. How about you guys? Where'd you get into the hobby, the, the game side? How'd it come? I never did any of that. I never did any tournament stuff. I was never about it at all. I got into it just because it looked cool. Jumped straight into the modeling side. Yeah, basically, yeah, pretty much. I mean, looked at it, knew that it involved building models, and then started there and started reading from that point. But competitive is not, I can't stand it for that reason. I I do not play for competitive reasons. Uh, I actually uh, am the same. I was was pretty, pretty much a hermit for the first, like, I don't know, five to ten years of my Warhammer-ing, Warhammering. That what we call it? Warhammering. Warhammering. Yeah. For my Warhammering, it was pretty much just uh, my- <laughs> Warhammering. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, it was my wife. Yes, we were married. Yeah. Uh, it was my wife and uh, my brother, for the most part, just playing each other over and over again. And then every now and then, uh, I think towards the end of my my hobby Warhammering-ish stuff, uh, I started to play like some buddies and whatnot. But uh, yeah. So you had family murder time. Family murder time, yes. Yeah. Family murder time. <laughs> strategic family murder dice. Yes, yes. Uh, it's a good, good old yeah. strategic family murder dice. <laughs> so you you got into, would you say that you got into the hobby side, the painting side, the modeling side yeah, first? I, I jumped in 100% in the painting hobby side. I bought maybe like a thousand points of Space Marines and instantly painted all of it. Holy crap, man. Yeah. I still haven't painted my Eldar. <laughs> Yeah, it was a uh, that was the back worst. in my sal- my Sally days. I'm repainting him. Technically, I actually, but the, still, the funny thing is, I started with the Assault on Black Reach box, which is Ultramarines against Orcs. Right. I actually started, you know, uh, converting all those Ultramarines to be Salamanders. So I actually got a little bit of converting experience in that too. I was actually going to say, there's a pretty good chance that you've seen one of my first painted armies because uh, I sold the majority of my Dark Eldar stuff to our to our buddies. So. If all the older you haven't played her yet, mm. they say if she ever brings out some like old dark Eldar fully painted. Those are mm. those are my old old yeah, ones. Yeah, I haven't yet. She she pretty much sticks to kill team. How'd you get into it, man? Well, I mean, we I know mean, that you got into yeah. it from the lore side, but did you? Well, did it you... was lore and, and models. It's it, it started out as my friend showed me his kit. We've, we we yeah. kind of went over this. My friend showed me his kit. 
was like, hey, you build models. Check out how these things look. They look dope. And I was like, hell yeah, they do. And then I bought them and I built them. And I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. And then none of my friends bought them and he never bought any more. So I had nobody to play so, with. Right. So I, I got a so question then, for all of y'all. Then it was Lore and Dawn of War. Yeah. Having okay. to come out. Dawn of War like got announced very shortly after that. And I was like, oh, cool. This is that thing that I wish I had friends to play with. But look, now I can play against the AI. So, so to segue from what Kevin was saying about how you and your buddy uh, both bought that. When, how long did you go after buying all of your models and your army? Did you go to play your first game? Oh, yeah, it, uh, it just got quiet. <laughs> less, less than a week. Less than a week. So yeah. So, build- so me and my buddy Gabe bought two of the, I can't remember the name of the box set, but it was Space Marines versus Dark Eldar. It was a third edition box set. He bought a box. I bought a box. I gave him all the Space Marines. He gave me all the Dark Eldar. Uh, we sat down at his house uh, over a weekend and we built everything. And then Wednesday we had held, we held a tournament at the store cause we, we both worked for oh, wizards right, at the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we held a tournament at the store. Uh, and that was the first time I played with a full army. The, the figures that I, that I owned before that, like I had Warhammer stuff and I had like, like played with Warhammer 40 K stuff. Cause I, you know, started playing with it when I was like 12 or 13, but it was a lot more like we've got figures that we can use in D and D or in this sci-fi game or our own bullshit version of Warhammer 40 K. My first like actual competitive play experience was that that was it. Hmm. Five days, five days, really five days built, built mm-hmm. everything. I bought a, I bought a squad. I was, a, it wasn't a full army, but it was a squad of infantry, which was like, what Tau infantry it was like 12 dudes, I think. Yeah, 20, um, 20 dudes, old old school. Yeah. It was a box of 20 dice yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. So it was a box, box of 20 dudes, three crisis suits, six drones. Mm, yeah. uh, and that was built, painted in five days. Because I, I bought them on painted. Tuesday. I bought them on Tuesday, built them by Wednesday night, painted by Friday night. And then Saturday, I was at my buddy's place and we played a quick Holy. game. That's cool. Oh, they were not painted well. But they, yeah, were, they, but were they were painted. They were literally. <laughs> they were literally three colors. My stuff wasn't painted well either. <laughs> yeah, they were literally three colors. Most of my guardsmen are like three colors plus a few detail nonsense. But how, uh, how long uh, so you played? I managed to play one game probably four years late after. Holy crap! But it dude. wasn't with my own army. Mm-hmm. I, as I had previously mentioned, I had lost that army. Oh, your Eldar. So, yeah, that's right. Because he used to have Eldar. Battle Force box. That so I, you you bought this with your buddy, built it. No, he bought it with his brother, showed it to me. I went out, saved up all my lawn mowing money, uh, bought my own, own Eldar Battle Force okay, box. Okay. And then it. they never played. And then he never got more after this split with his brother. Right, right. Like they just didn't, weren't really into it. So, and then my other friends were like, I don't have that much money to spend on something like that. Gotcha. So, Eventually, I was uh, at a like a house party with some friends. We're all nerds, and they broke out the Warhammer. They're like, "Hey, you like to play Warhammer, right?" And I was like, "I don't know how to play, but I would love to play." And so I got to play as the orcs. Oh hell yeah! In the assault on Blackreach box. Hell yes! Against uh, my friend, uh, friend of a friend of mine who was playing the Space Marines, and it was ah. great. I got my ass wrecked. Yeah, all the Death <laughs> Copters just yeah. got shot. Yeah. Out of the sky, Deathcopters were all right. wrecked back on back wrecked. in fifth. Yeah, your 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 first time though ever with your own army was against me and Mark, wasn't it? Right, and that turnaround was if that was that was quick. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the time that I then 
got the models. I think I bought them, built them in a day, and then painted them all in the next like two or three days. So less than a week. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So I think, so I lied, first of all. Because well, I bought, I mean, I went easy mode and I bought it's the memory, collecting dude. box. So I got a tank, an uh, infantry I squad. You. I bought an extra infantry squad. And then, you know, there's some heavy weapon stuff in there. Okay. So speaking I kind of did that all at the same time. And speaking of start collecting boxes, that that leak that came out like a couple days ago. Oh, about the and orc I got boys? two fucking dude, start I'm, collecting orc boxes like ready to go. And I'm like, God damn it, dude. Wait, is there so, a new start collecting uh, boxes? Oh, oh, so before we get to that, I want to share my, yeah, yeah. I want to share my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, but we got to come back to that. That's he said start collecting. Go. <laughs> let me, let me, I want to share my story. You guys Wait, anybody else want to interrupt Mark? No. Stop. All of you. Stop. Hold on, Mark. Is it from that book you're listening Stop. to? No, but we're going to get to that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so what, what was your experience? What was your turnaround? I finally get to share my experience. Fluffton Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, fifth element reference, if you don't know, yeah. if, you, if you haven't seen it, watch it because you're. That's just how we interrupt each other. Yes. Yep. All right. So I was like, oh, am, am I going to get another one? No. All right. I think uh, the joke played itself out. I know. I know. We don't, we don't want to overplay it. So yeah, uh, I bought the assault on black reach. Uh, I lied. My wifey was not my wifey at the time. She was my girlfriend. We bought that assault on black reach box together and I put the models together. I was on shift work. So I was working nights at the time. So it was kind of shitty, like having to wake up, put models together and then go back to work. Yeah. Uh, especially, I think I just, just got on the night shift at the time. And uh, I, it took me about a month to put all the models together. And it took me about another month to find out that one of my coworkers actually plays. He played Imperial Guard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so cool. <clears throat> while I was in the barracks, put all this stuff together two months. It was about a, th I think it was a thousand points. It was all the assault and black reach stuff plus the land raider. So it was probably like somewhere around a thousand points. Put it all together, painted it, painted my first land raider. It was horrible. Everything was ugly. I tried, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever tried edge highlighting, but it sucks. Especially yeah, edge, when you're first edge highlighting, yeah. Yeah, especially when you don't know that there's a, such a thing as uh, thinning your paints. So yeah. you can only imagine. So you it up with speed bumps? Yeah, you can only imagine trying oh, to. I'm so glad. You said thin your paints, and that yeah. reminds me. I'm so glad that I saw thin your paints mentioned so many times yep. in the Facebook group before yep. I painted my first, like, set 100%, of models. 100%, dude. <laughs> and that way, like, when it came time for me to paint my first guardsman, I was like, all right. What's brother, the, do you the, still love me? Brother, <laughs> brother. <no> neck. <laughs> like, when it came time, none of my models looked like that. Not a single one of yeah. them looked like Hell that. Hell yeah. I mean, all my, the stuff I made when I was a kid looked like that. Yeah. All, I still have some of those models. But that, that was like always that. with, uh, what is it? The testers little glass bottle. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oil paints. Well, and yeah. it was, yeah, it was I oil made that mistake. And, I, and that was all, that's all like hardcore. Paint. And there, yeah. and there's, there's a way, there's a technique, there's to a it, hobby sure, technique yeah. to use oils on Warhammer. I've started to mess around with it a little bit. It just, just pain it in the ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. but those were on like model airplanes and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's low riders. different. Yeah, like yeah, you used to build low riders. You know exactly the little uh, paints I'm talking using about. A, together, you, everything. Using a using a, a spray, a yeah, spray, spray. You got a little mini spray. Booth. Was it at least like was your spray booth at least ventilated, or were you just in there? As no, a little I was kid, straight no up puffing that. Dude. Oh damn, bro, even, that, yeah. that explains a lot. It does. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, like sure. a lot, a lot. There's more than that though. <laughs> that probably explains <laughs> me. What's your uh, favorite flavor of lead? <laughs> Pink. 
Oh, you were asking Mark. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mark. Say, it, yeah, that's cool. I'll take it. Good to know. Purple. Vic- if, you have, if you have to know. And if you really, if Victorian pink. Victorian pink. You guys, you guys are all wrong. 1943. All right, guys. So, yeah, 40K is a pretty in-depth and extensive game. Multiple armies. There's more than 30 years of lore that you can explore, as Kevin's a fan of saying, starting wherever the hell you want. But it's not all the property offers. As we kind of just went through, there's an extensive model line that can be enjoyed from a hobby side. And in some cases, if you have a specific model for the tabletop, you might have to engage a bit more on this actual hobby side to get that fielded. A lot of people, uh, it's kind of like an icebreaker. A lot of people bring up, I think the, I, I'm not 100% sure, but there's there's a couple of Space Wolves units that, they're in the codex, but there's no model for them. And a couple of Katachan units, they're in the codex, there's no model for them. So it happens from time to time. You kind of get to get a little bit deeper into the hobby to get what you want for tabletop. Even when it comes to playing just on the tabletop, it can be much more rewarding and immersive to see fully painted and based models. And this is probably where the introduction to the hobby side happens for most new players. After you've assembled your army, played your first couple of games and gotten toe deep into the lore, normally that's about the time where people slap some paint on their boys. I personally find the painting side of the hobby to be very peaceful and almost zen-like most of the time. I made the mistake of completely restarting my entire freaking collection and stripping a bunch of stuff. We've all, we've all been there. Yeah, I was like, I've done it. We've all been there. Uh, but like Get right before yourself. we started playing and streaming, <laughs> so. I mean, if I had those Eldar, but they were never painted, I lost them before I painted uh, it before uh, then. I redid my entire Tau army. I redid all my salamanders. And knowing how bad I was at painting, that's why I didn't, never painted them. Like as a child, I was like, all right, I'm going to hold on and not paint these till I learn how to paint. As you paint more, you only get better. What's your, (laughs) what's your painting workflow? What's everybody's painting workflow? How do you, how do you, do you do single model? Do you have a process? Do you batch paint? Um, So everybody, everybody from what I've gathered from talking to a lot of people, because they, I've had people ask me how I paint. Uh, Everyone says I'm a, I'm a pretty okay painter. I don't agree. I've seen I've seen some paint jobs that are just beyond me. I don't know how you do that. Everybody has a different workflow. Not yeah. everybody has to follow the same workflow. I've suggested it and people just completely ignore it and that's fine. It's it's whatever however whatever you're trying to get out of the hobby. The hobby's its own thing, right? You're enjoying the hobby just as much as you enjoy playing the games, just as much as you enjoy, you know, reading the lore. My But you per- got it. You got a green player in front of you. Right. They want to know how to start, what would your suggestion for a painting workflow be? I would ask them what they're trying to get out of their hobby. If they're trying to be the best painter there is, uh, that's a different workflow than if you're trying to put a thousand points of guys on the field next week. Okay. So if you're trying to put a thousand points of guys on the field next week, what I would say is, okay, well, you should probably get familiar with batch painting. You should grab one model, finish it to completion, make sure you like it. If you like it, take notes for everything that you did. So, okay, I did base color black. I did zenithal highlighting, which is like a uh, shading of uh, gray. And then, okay, I painted all the silver on him. And then I did all my- Like a recipe list. Exactly, yeah. So that workflow is just like a recipe, a rec- you're reverse engineering whatever you did when you were painting. Okay. And when you do that, okay, you go, you grab the other nine guys and you do the same thing. So you paint them all black. You zenithal highlight all gray. You paint all the silver accents on them. You wash them. 
And then you start doing all the other details and you just build that workflow list. And then by the end of the, however long it takes you to paint it, you'll get faster as you go. Uh, you'll have 10 guys done 100%. And it's a lot faster than painting them all one by one by one, because when you do that, you're dipping your brush to clean it off for every different color. You're cleaning out your airbrush. If you have one, you're waiting for paints to dry. When you do this, you know, paints are drying as you're progressing through the paint job and whatnot. So I would suggest that for a lot of things, unless you're trying to become a pro painter, then don't listen to anything I just said. I don't know. You're pretty damn good, dude. You're at, you're at the level where people in this podcast would pay you and have paid you to paint their units. So. Don't do that. I don't, I don't have any free time. Don't do that. <laughs> don't Tom, don't what, give me money. I will not paint your stuff. Tom, what about you? Pretty much. I'm a, I mean, if somebody was coming in, getting into the hobby, even if they were wanting to become a professional painter, more often than not, if they want, they already have kind of an idea on how they paint because they've done it before. Anybody getting into Warhammer, pick three colors. Pick three mm -hmm. colors to make your primary color, your secondary color, and then black. And black is your placeholder. Black is boots. Black is belts. Black is guns. Helmets. Yeah. Black is the color that later you can come back and change that goes with everything that goes with everything. Yeah. So you have your two primary, you have your primary and your secondary color. And those are, you know, your, what makes your army unique. I like you that. Know? That's solid advice. Yeah. So I always think I say you pick three colors and that you get started and batch painting, batch painting. If you're doing a horde army, uh, if you're doing anything like that, <laughs> that where got me through 120 boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to oh, yeah. end up painting, the same unit more than once. Yep. And you know, and, and you can change. That's, that's the cool thing about having the three color is you can change it up. You can have, you know, color one, say you pick like green and purple. Well, you did these 10 guys, green and purple. You can do these 10 guys, purple and green or Literally green and purple everything or green and purple. Say. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like you could change it up if you want, but you keep those two primary colors. Cause that's the other thing is like, you know, then you can come back later. You can add more detail. You could take away detail. You could spray paint them over again. You've all, and you've not wasted a lot of time. It gets your army painted rather quickly. It's not perfect, but it's enough to get onto the table. I was going to say, you're, you're pretty much talking how to get them tabletop standard. Yeah. You get them tabletop ready so you could play the game so you could tell if you like it or not. Right. You know, cause if you're new into the hobby, the whole, well, like, and, and, so, I, I meant, sorry, just as a quick aside, I, I did mean to mention it kind of up top. No veteran player is going to shame you for bringing gray pieces to the table. Absolutely we all not. understand that we'll, we'll, you got to we'll get a couple of it. games down. You got to kind of figure out your flow. You might I not will. know. I will shame you. I was going to say. Not, not a, a brand new, a <laughs> brand new <laughs> player. If you have, if they're your yeah. friends, you're going to get ribbed. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll yeah. rib you for it. But like even at a game store, if, if people at the game store know you like, like you, you came in, say you come in on a Tuesday and you watch Tuesday night Warhammer games and you're like, this is fucking dope. I'm going to buy myself some Primaris. I really like the uh, Iron Warriors, not the Iron Warriors, the Imperial Fists, but I'm not sure if I want to do Sons of Dorne. And like you go home and you assemble everything and then you come back and you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to run them as ultramarines today. And you're like, oh, I didn't like how that worked. I'm going to run them as imperial yeah. fists. As next long week. As you build no them, one's like, going to give you crap if you haven't painted them immediately. Yeah, I, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, as long as you put in some effort to play the game, I'm mm -hmm. cool with it. 
Yeah. You know, but you yeah. got to put in some effort. You come yeah, in, absolutely. you come in with a bunch of bases and you're like, oh, these are them. These are them. I'm, I'm not going to play. We've, we've had like, yeah. experience. Yeah. I, I, I will not. From experience. I will not do that. Yeah. We've had, we've had uh, he who shall not be named because I don't, <laughs> because, his, because his name escapes, escapes, escapes me right now. I, I can't remember <laughs> who he is. Remember, but he used to bring like soda cans and stuff. Nice. No, he literally brought like pictures. Oh yeah. Oh no. So we've, and we've done, we've done theory games. I, sorry, Kevin. I know we've done yeah, theory like, games. I'm, all right. We've I'm done like, theory games so, or we've like, so ready to talk. <laughs> you, you know, the like D and D miniatures that it's the little D &D, cardboard, the, the, like, yeah. cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. We've done that to just like, do I want to add this unit to my, but that's like two that's, guys sitting at a coffee table and the coffee right. table has no terrain yeah. and we have our and open so, codexes. Like so yeah. the caveat to that, exactly. sorry, Kevin, theory again, I'm sorry. I know. I'm not sorry. So the caveat to that is that he did his entire, Entire army like that. It wasn't oh, just yeah. a unit. It was oh, the it whole was the army. entire freaking army. Yeah, yeah. and like on I'm a not, normal game. Yeah, yeah. no. Like, see, it'd be different. Like if I wanted to try out like a like a six sentinel list or something, and I made three of those or something to throw. I'm like, all right, for one game, I just want to try this bullshit, and then you know, play it out for one game. Yeah, but if yeah, I, yeah. If I showed up, you know, three four weeks in a row with that, like. That's the problem. It's week exactly. four that you're running it. Come on, by the models. Exactly. By that point, I should have bought either more Sentinels or printed, you know, alternate Sentinels or come up with a different plan. Or just figure out how to bash that cardboard to a point where it looks like a <laughs> Sentinel. And there are people that can do it. And I'm <laughs> really sure. impressed when there, I see it. I'm like, some oh. impressive paper craft work. I was oh, going to yeah. say, why are you putting that trash on the table? Now that I have the fucking speaking <laughs> like that's, that's my Sentinel. <laughs> as, soon as, <laughs> I, as soon as I sneeze and your Sentinel falls over, though, I'm going to be like, dude, that's paper. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But um, actually, <laughs> bringing us back to subjects, since I have the speaking ability now, yes, I stole Kevin, it back Kevin has you. the speaking stick rolling off basically <laughs> what tom said is it's funny because we didn't pre-plan this at all but that's exactly what i did to build my army when i got my guardsmen i was like all right so i'm going to use the basic like you know basic military colors od green and tan and i base co coated them black primer so that their boots belts you know webbing yep. pouches and everything nice all, yeah. like almost word for word what tom was saying all that stuff can be left black until because I was like scraping the money together to do this. I was like, all right, I, I only have so much money. So I was able to go in and buy two brushes, a thing of green and a thing of tan and the black primer. Hell yeah. And then I had to wait till I got paid again to go buy brown and, you know, things like that. Yeah. yeah. So then I slowly bought one or two colors at a time as I decided exactly what colors I wanted bits. Yeah. To be. Paints are expensive. Paints are expensive. And in the beginning, you know, for my first army, I kind of wanted to keep it GW official paints. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just because, like, I don't know, I, there's just something about being able Soft to- Soft spot for, for well, being that, official. For also, that, when they're I go, nice. Like, yeah, I don't care nice what anybody paints. says. Yeah. Citadel paints are nice. They're, they're yeah. pricey, but the paint goes on real smooth. I'll yeah, tell you that. way better than testers, which yeah. is all I had before. <laughs> exactly. The paint goes on real smooth, so, like, it's kind of worth it almost. But also then when I go into, like, the community on Facebook and people are like, oh- let me see your this unit for inspiration. I can throw it up and then I can name all the colors that I put into it. Oh, yeah. And people really appreciate that. They're yeah, always 100%. like, oh, awesome. I have all those colors or cool. And now I know what I need to buy, mm -hmm. like things like that. So people appreciate being able to yep, list definitely. them off. So like what you were saying, make a recipe. Yeah, recipe sharing is pretty big. And then uh, another thing, like what Tom was saying, for another unit of guardsmen, I flipped it. I went tan yep. and green instead oh, of green gotcha. and tan. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That was when I got my, the units I got whatnot. another batch of guardsmen and I painted, I was like, 
Didn't and have to I, buy new paint. Didn't have to do didn't anything, to, but they are different than the other. Didn't have to buy new paint. And that was when I was like, oh, I got some reinforcements. These guys have different uniforms. Hmm. And then and then it kind of added to my lore, like built, you know, compounding right, yeah, on yeah. my lore that like, oh, the rogue trader got more guards, like scrapped more guardsmen, bought them from the Munitorium and then added them to her personal yeah. army. So, and then it was like, so that's why their uniforms are different. It kind of makes, you can build some lore out I of like it. I like that. So I'm going to blow everybody's mind here uh, and I'm not going to take the do what you want Zen approach that everybody's kind of bringing up. I'm going to tell you right now, base everything in gray. Don't base it in black. Don't base it in white. There's a color theory reason why you're going to use lighter colors, colors from the lighter side of the, the color wheel, color theory spectrum. It's very difficult to paint yellow on top of black or even red on top of black. You're going to have to put more coats on. And same thing happens if you're going to be going for a darker tone. If you're going to be playing a lot with the grim dark style of painting or anything like that, as you get into painting your darker tones onto it, if you've got white, that's more and more layers to get to that rich dark color you want. I agree. So 100%. there's a, there's a saturation level and I will tell a new player right off the bat buy gray primer, prime your units gray. You're in the middle of the spectrum. You're not going to have to uh, push yourself either way. Now, uh, there is a difference with that. Uh, um, I hate gray primer. I, li I literally have to say is because I just used it and I decided I would never use gray primer ever again. It might have been because it was the super light gray primer. Yeah. And you you're probably thinking of more like battleship gray primer. No, I, I don't even I, I, I'll, I, <laughs> I don't even use a primer for my gray. I found this spray paint like a like a tagger spray paint. OK, just like, a, a, like yeah. a legitimate. We make it for people who paint on the side of buildings. Oh, OK. Like a specialized tagger spray okay. paint. And there is a gray from that line that I absolutely love. That is what I use to prime I, with. I'd be willing to try it again on in spite of my never touch gray primer ever again policy. Well, that's the thing, Kevin. You're also using darker colors. So right, it's when a lot you're of trying to paint tones and yeah, things like that. Right. Trying to paint so you over. want to start black. Yes. Right. And, and that's why when I painted those two chimeras that you got me, that like I showed them to you, everyone's like, I fucking hate this gray primer bullshit. It's like, it's so hard. Any tiny little like gap in some of the detailing, the gray primer shows through an earth tone. Yeah. And it's, it's like obnoxious to try to get rid of. Yeah. I, I, and I also think it depends on the project you're going to do, which is where I was going to hit. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start working on my black Legion here probably in the next month or two. I'm going to prime them black because their armor is black. Yep. Oh yeah. So there are cases where I'm going to do it, but I will tell new players stick with the gray because it's going to help you figure out your color. And the other thing that I also tell new players is paint with the largest brush in your set. Do not paint everything with the detail brush. 100%. Do not bust out the detail brush or start using the detail brush until you got to like paint eyes or you're cleaning something up. Yeah. I can line and edge highlight with my largest brush because I forced myself mm -hmm. to paint with my largest brush. I painted my first Lehman Russ using entirely the regular GW base brush. Yep. I'm sorry. Oh, I was... Like I said, I was poor. And I didn't have any, I didn't have the fat brush. I was actually going to say I went and got that for this. Never for use the a tank brush though. <laughs> for the next, I got like the big fat wide base brush. Oh my god, that. dude, the tank brushes suck one. balls. But yeah, but uh, it was it was doable, but not advisable. My lines came out really clean. You guys remember that one when it came out? I You're agree. like, oh, this came out really good. 
It just takes forever. It yeah. it took a while, but I had put on Starship Troopers, and you know you what's go. better My to paint man. Imperial Guard than Starship Troopers? <laughs> you, you also have to pick. You also have to kind of pick along those lines to to wrap up painting a little bit. Um, you also have to kind of pick the units that you want to stand out. Like a tank, you're going to paint differently than a rank and file. If you had, oh, yeah, you you have one, or well, in your case, you've got three or four six tanks but you've got like well, 70 guardsmen i show up with minimum 60 plus officers so it's like just 70 baseline <laughs> troops yeah and but like i'm gonna paint a storm surge at a much higher level of detail than i'm gonna absolutely. print uh, that i'm gonna print that i'm gonna paint a fire warrior absolutely all of my guardsmen are not getting eyes yeah billy got eyes my my drones are literally <laughs> one color they yeah. have one yeah. color. They have one bit of paint on them. The rest yeah. of it is the normal gray. Yep. The only other thing that I have to say for but that's fine because they're chaff. Exactly. Yeah. The only other thing I have to say for my painting technique is the way that I do recipes is a little different. I lay my bottles out in a line, the line that I painted them in, and I take a photo with my phone. I do that too. I don't write my recipes down. Yeah, I take I just, a picture. Yeah. Uh, and 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 keep in mind as you're listening to this, I actually do have an education in illustration. Uh, I've got a degree in illustration and art history. So I'm going to say things every once in a while about color theory and color wheels talking, and stuff. You're talking shit right now, right? No, it's just... Your it's, mom it's, went to college. It's <laughs> not... It's, it's you know... Because the, I don't have a diploma? You, this is no, what? no. The per <laughs> Yes, Mark. <laughs> well, I mean... You I'll, got a high school diploma, right? Because you said diploma, what? not degree. <laughs> I'll have you guys know that my mother is an artist. Therefore, yeah. I know everything he talks about. Yeah. My brother's and, an and astronaut. And just as smart as he is. What does that well, mean? I, but what I... <laughs> I, the point the point that I'm getting to is that if you're coming into Warhammer right now and you're hearing us talk about hobby stuff and you're hearing me express strong opinions about color theory, I'm not the normal person. He's pretentious. Yeah. You can address me as Ryan's rant. I was going to say, we got Dependipotamus Tom. As Ryan's what? what? What is Ryan's what? As Ryan's rank. You can address me as Ryan's rank. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. I, I really hope that our listeners. I'm buying that as a fucking bumper hey, sticker. Uh, I'm going to make you have it on your truck. No, no. I'm we cannot we cannot explain that if you uh, we apologize if you don't understand the joke just pretend we didn't have this conversation just, just google it don't do that so even though i brought him up as a pair uh basing is kind of you're welcome uh, that was Jesus, a good one man. so even though i brought him up together basing is kind of a separate thing from painting uh, and it can also be as detailed as you want or as not detailed as you want. Back when I started, I it was pretty common to have a green painted base, even the, the rim, and then flocking. just some flocking on top of it. That was it. Everybody had yep. green static glass bases. I still have a flock. It was actually kind of, I, in my opinion, I thought it was nice <laughs> that everything kind of matched. Yeah. Even though it didn't match the field they were playing on necessarily, all the pieces matched and having a uniformity is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it that, did look a little tacky, though. It did look 100%. like all you need to So I've got some old uh, Skaven models that we're showing right now that, that actually have that old green with just some static grass, grass on it. Yeah, and, green and grass, man. If you're wondering what Ryan's high talking about, forever. Uh, we're, we're actually starting to record our sessions for, on video, and we want to try and bring that up for our Patreon. Oh, yeah. So, hey, so Patreon uh, plug. If you, if you join us on Patreon uh, once or twice a month, 
we will have some video content drop for you guys of us talking around a table. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Give us money. I love watching me talk around a table. Don't say that. I would like, I would like money. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> As you can see, if you're watching, oh no, but they won't see if they don't Patreon yet. Never mind. I was going to show You'll off all the us money to expensive see. equipment that we need to pay Basically, for somehow. They can, they could, if they, if they do chip in, if you so choose, if you so choose, you you yeah. can see some of the equipment that you would then be reimbursing that you're, us that for. you're helping because us pay for. Regardless, yeah. you can, you can see my fat ass breathing heavily into the mic over and over for an hour and a half. Dang. So, so even though, mouth so even, <laughs> so <laughs> even though, <laughs> sorry, Ryan. so even though these bases are super simple, that was pretty much my first big jump off into hobbying. I started to play around custom basing using stuff like sticks, small rocks, crushed coral, sands, of, just to make different effects. Uh, I even really dumbly got into 100% carving all of my bases out of green stuff for a chunk, which was dumb. But there are a lot of easy ways to get into basing. Cork is real easy. Yes. Sand is real easy. Yes. You can buy hobby sand pretty cheaply. And these are things that I would tell you, go to Michael's. Go to Michael's to buy cork. Go online to, to buy sand. If you happen to live in an area where they have a model train store, yep. go there. Go there. We'll find everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Model um, train people are crazy about. Yeah. Their, that's their that's the that's the money right there. A lot of a lot of wargaming companies will sell you sand. A lot of wargaming don't, companies well, will sell you cork. I'm sorry. Don't do don't do it. Don't do it. You're paying a lot of money for it. The exception for that should be the, the exception to that is uh, Vallejo has started to make little clump bushes. Oh, those are, are solid. those are solid. Those are solid. That's the, um, like the big tray, right? Comes yeah, it's yeah, a huge I tray. Yeah, I use yeah. that for my orcs. And then, well, I mean, Citadel has that texture paint. The texture paint. I really cool. like that's that. What I, I like use. those two. All yeah. the all the brown basing that's yeah. on mine is the Citadel texture yeah, that, paint, and you just put it on with little plastic. Man, stuff. I remember back in the day when you just bought whatever the brown was. Glue brown. You just bought the brown the brown Citadel oh, paint brown. they had, and you mixed in sand, and that was your texture that, paint. Hundred percent. <laughs> those those I mean, uh, those word the word bearers. We'll yeah. throw up. We'll throw up. I'll throw up some word bearer stuff. That's how I my salamanders. Those. I mixed black paint with uh, with sand, and then I made like volcanic yeah. like my, lines. My tyranids are that texture paint with rocks. My yeah, actual rocks. My I've actual done rocks. actual yeah. rocks. Uh, yeah. Kit bash base was that sentinel when standing on the little boulder. Oh yeah, yeah. and that was I used the citadel texture paint that Tom brought up. I spackled it all over the base. And then I put a little dabble of glue and found a little chunk of bark. Hey, oh yeah, bark's go. another it's base, bark, good bark basing material. Because I stuck it on there um, and I primed it first, it turned gray. Because it was I had the gray primer. It's one and, of the other reasons that I hate gray. And we'll we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk a little bit later when we get into terrain making and some of the other supplies. But realize basing is is pretty much what you want it to be. I'm a big. It's also important now. Before. It wasn't important, which because, pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, this is Tom's I'm a big, big I'm a big for, base guy, and Tom's yeah. not a big base no, guy. I, don't think, I think you should have the fucking choice. Yeah. I fully support some of Tom's theories on why basing is bullshit. Yeah, I, I like tying my game together. I don't. Base, I like telling a story from my army. I cannot yeah. stand it when I like a base army, yeah. like like for me. I, I like join me, join me, no, and revolt against Hell games no. workshop. I I I understand why basing is important. I think it's cool to have something 
to show off your army and that they all look like they're in character rather than yeah. Uh, the than re- the reason I I personally like doing it is because you can tell a story with your army. Yeah, it's the diorama part. That, exactly. If you want to make mini dioramas, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's yeah. great, and I, there's I have nothing against that. But you like, want the choice. But I want the freaking choice. Yeah, don't dock me points because I chose. I choose. Sorry, play to black. have black bases. <laughs> Base your models. Well, on that. that's my thing. Yeah. Is like uh, for me, right? I don't want to have to glue rocks to my base when I just want them to have a plain black base. So I get play on any board well, we, and they uh, don't stand out like these ones where they have grass and then they're playing on a snow planet. We, we came up with a back door, right? We, you just yeah, clear paint. bases. No, no, no. You paint your bases I, I black. Like so you're like, Oh, they're on a black. Yeah, planet. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say there's painting your bases black. And you can put a little bit of texture into no, it. Not so even it cracks. That. Not even that. I've seen that. And the <laughs> other thing I've seen is, and, and you've done it a couple of times, the clear bases, the acrylic clear bases. Yeah, yeah. That's, I that's really my, actually that's my like F you to it. Yeah. The clear base is literally my F you because it's still not painted. Part of me wants know? to get, if I get more Sentinels, get clear bases for them because that would be cool. It would be. Like, yeah, I feel no, like I, any I like walker those. vehicle or hover vehicle should be on a clear base. Well, and they used to be. I mean, like, yeah, like Devilfish and drones, they're on clear all bases. The, all those Eldar that I got a long time ago, every one of the vehicles they still are clear. They're yeah. still on clear hover bases. Yeah. Okay. So but a lot, a lot of the time, I'm like, why is that okay? Because you know, a lot of the times with a clear hover base, you're, you're measuring from the hull of the vehicle, not the actual base. No, that is incorrect when you talk about drones. D- drones, drones yeah. Case, yeah, and and I and, jet, and the new jet bike rules exactly. are the that's same. What I'm but isn't it everything with flying? Most things with flying. That's what that's what the, I the, the custode bikes specifically. The custode well, yeah, base. The, they always have a clear pillar, and all like the drone thing is a clear base with a clear pillar. Yeah, the little the jet cust- bikes were a clear base with a clear pillar. The custode bikes come with an oval base or a clear base. I I, I get it. I I understand the argument for clear. I personally like to do diorama basing for my no my my whole argument my whole argument (laughs) on clear is the fact that you know with the games workshop now in ninth edition you are given 10 points if your army is painted and based yeah Yeah. and so my thing is is well a clear base doesn't have to be painted so why does my black base need to be painted so another another reason that they did that was because in the they're obviously advocating for the tournament scene. The tournament scene is what makes them money. So yep. what they're doing is they're they're uh, regulating how you get points for painting because normally tournaments would have some kind of sub thing that they would do to give you points. So now that GW is like, you know what? Let's make it easy across the board. You get ten points if you're battle ready and based. Yep. So you get ten points instead of having TOs, tournament organizers. And other people try and regulate it in their own certain way and oh, have it so be each all kind of different. They ex- set a standard. Exactly. Exactly. To. So in this way, it's like, hey, you're painted? Cool. Here's 10 points. Yeah. And I and and, and that's pretty much what we were gonna get into next was, was as as these guys both brought up, tournament play has kind of changed that. And and I understand the reasons for it. The thing that does suck though, uh, is when you're a new player, specifically, you might have a gray tide, or when you're somebody like me who spends a lot of time kit bashing or specifically posing your army. I don't want to kit bash for 25 hours right. and then paint for 25 but hours. My, my argument to that is that 
if you're taking that to a tournament, that's your fault. If you're playing with your buddies, I'm going to give you 10 points, Ryan. I'm not going to be like, no, nah, sorry, man. You didn't paint those badass dinosaurs you're making. No, no, I, I hear oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what I'm trying to say is if you're getting into the game now, if you're going to go to a local gaming store tournament, right, right. you're probably absolutely. not going to hit this stuff. One right. of the, one of the guys that I follow on YouTube, one of the like little side points that he hammers home is, is that he has two armies. One of them is a tournament army. Because when he's playing Imperial Guard in a tournament setting, especially because he's mostly an infantry commander, you know, he'll show up with 200 men. He needs to be able to pick them up and chuck them in a bucket a as they're men. just getting murdered off the table. It's a lot of men. Oh, it's a ridiculous amount of men. It's a huge size. <laughs> Are they in a submarine? No. They're not seamen? No. Damn it. Not to butt? No. But, that wasn't uh, even funny, Ryan. Not, come on, you were <laughs> come on, try that. harder than that. Not, if I'd said Navy personnel, you could have you could have maybe pulled that joke. But no, these are just guardsmen. But anyways. they are part of the Imperial Navy. God damn it! No, <laughs> I know they're not. I just, no. we, we, we went over this no. already, Evan. No, <laughs> we went over this. It's like Ryan, you made me listen to all the lore. You're wrong. I know. Not only listen listen to it twice. <laughs> that's not my fault. That's cogitator my fault. Mark fucked up. Mark. That's right, why. That's, that's why it's no longer cogitator now, Mark. Now it's finger, now it's servitor <laughs> Mark. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> like he's got he's got an all metal army. Right. And that is his like personal channel when he does battle reports and stuff. Right. Like that. Right. And then he has his tournament army, which is a bunch of, you know, plastic Hadians painted up to be the regiment that he wants. Mm. But they are as he, he literally his direct word is pick them up, chuck them in a bucket. Yeah. That is a different he, level of painting. He knows that they're going to get chipped and they're going to get. I do that with my boys. Yeah. And, and they're just simple. Three yeah. colored. Clear bloop, coat. Bloop, bloop, done. Because if he brings his metal Mordians, they're going to get bent, they're going to get yep. chipped, and they're metal, and they're going to obliterate the other models in the bucket yep. while they're all rattling around. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you're getting an army to paint it for a tournament, get an army and paint it for a tournament. Don't expect it to be your Instagram show army if you're, you know, speed running your models into a right. bucket like that. Yeah. You know, if you have custodes, then See, get this, one little briefcase. This just hammers home there. how much of a not tournament player I am. Is I was thinking like, oh, yeah, I really want to get new knights wrong to paint right i want to get more knights to paint because if i take them into a tournament i don't want my characters to die <laughs> i'm telling a story that's how, people that's how i think of i'm it. telling a story it like oh i don't want my nice models getting chipped i think of it as no those are my characters they can't die <laughs> yeah and i and i'm and i'm and i'm kind of on that level too i paint relatively slowly because of all the kit bashing and and specialization stuff that i do we know and i don't want to rush my paint job because i'm trying to show off whatever the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, I and there's no problem being that person. As long as you understand yeah. the expectations of tournament play and you understand the expectations. Yeah, of, you you of can't be that league. guy right, going right. to a tournament and be like, yeah. well, that's preposterous. Why, but, why would, why am I not getting my 10 points? Yeah. But, I, but I would like to say guys that we are, we are straying a little bit into our yes. garage league versus tournament league uh, discussion, which we, we will have on another podcast. Yeah. So next up is one of my personal favorites. Uh, and these guys have already given me a little bit of shit for it. And I give myself a little, a lot of bit of shit for it, but I'm a huge kit basher. Yes. So kit bashing is a term that's used to describe the idea of mixing different stock or off the shelf kits together. This can be two different units from 40 K or 40 K model and an age of Sigmar model, or even parts from different kits from a wide range of companies. Uh, most recently I've been kit bashing my Exodite Eldar up to table standard. So I've been using the existing Eldar line and a lot of models from the Age of Sigmar Safaron line. 
But kit bashing can be a lot more simple. You might want a certain weapon on a specific model like Kevin did, uh, where you're just you're just replacing out a shotgun. You're replacing a last pistol with a yeah, shotgun. When, when I decided to promote Billy and give him a better weapon besides a, a shitty little last pistol, we cut off his hand and we put on a death watch yeah, shotgun. That was, uh, and this is, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say to, to back what Kevin was saying, uh, we were playing a, a game Death Watch versus Imperial Guard, and he beat my Death Watch. So uh, we were like, "Okay, this is a training simulation, Kevin. Because if you beat us, we will give you, you know, a prize." Yeah. yeah. And he ended up beating me, so I was like, "Hey, your there prize you go, is my Death Watch." Shotgun. And so that was Billy got a little gift from the yep, Death his Watch. His commander. Yeah. Yeah. And this is probably the, it, as you guys just illustrated, probably the easiest type of kit bashing, the most common type of kit bashing. Based kit because bashing. It, yeah. And and a lot of times your rule book will give you a sergeant and the model comes with a pistol, but the sergeant has access to a list of war gear. Oh man, Intel, I mean, they just now released the the Canadian yeah. upgrade thing that's gonna be coming out. Of course, they also price hiked it, so we got double price hiked for ninth edition. Awesome, thanks G-dubs. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Round of applause. Yeah, thanks, uh, Golf Clap. We've been able to take bolters and plasma guns. Yeah. Bolters on our sergeants and plasma guns in our as our special weapons guy. For years, but it's been how long since that Cadian kit came out and oh, yeah. there's no plasma gun in the kit or a bolter. This is the intro that a lot of people have to kit. And kit bashing can be that simple. So along the lines of kit bashing, most of us keep a bits box. I have a lot of bits boxes. Always save your bits. Yeah. Uh, you can also order or trade for bits online or oh, yeah. in and your local you group. Can go, you can score a sweet deal. I got, I got some good bits from Ryan. I've got... Good bits for Mark. Yep. The other thing that comes into bit kit. kit Thank bashing. you. The other thing that comes into kit bashing a lot is brass rod. Uh, we mentioned it last episode because I had that old all metal Abaddon model. Sometimes when you're trying to fix pewter to pewter or pewter to plastic or plastic to pewter, it just doesn't stick. Or you've got two, you know, you sheared off a hand and you've got another really flat surface. That's where pinning and brass rods come in. Uh, you can order brass rods online. You can find them at most hobby stores. You can find them at hardware stores. Yeah, if you're if you lucky have enough. Amazon, Amazon's probably a good yeah. uh, resource. You just take a little pin drill. You drill out a one, two millimeter hole, yeah. put that brass rod in there, make sure it's nice and set. And then when it's nice and set, you drill the other part and you fix them together. Yeah, just like the little, uh, the thing that you use to drill your barrels. Yep. If you do that, same, same drill. And then the other thing that a lot of yeah, players do, do <laughs> uh, Tom and I will be super familiar with this, is magnets and magnetizing. Oh, All yeah. those Tau weapons. I actually was was against that. Uh, I Instead of magnetizing all my weapons, I just made more crisis suits. You just bought twice as many crisis <laughs> yeah. suits? Yeah, I mean, mainly because one, I wanted them, but two, I got into the whole aspect of like, no, these ones are dedicated to this weapon. You I know? like that idea. Yeah. Like, like they, they, I liked it. You, you as a, as a player also made the commitment. You were like, these are the weapons I've chosen. These yeah. Are, this is what they have. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, Oh, this is, this can be whatever I want it to be this game, which I admit that's kind of what I do. But at the same time, it's because the Imperial guard kits, like we just mentioned, don't come with all the weapons that you need. So like, sometimes it's what you got. to Yeah, do. No, I made the, I made the very conscious decision that no, that's, this is what they're going to have. Um, the only ones I did like magnetize stuff for was my storm search. 
You know, when I have oh, like yeah. this giant, you know, $400 model, I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. I'm going to magnetize somebody's weapons. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, yeah. And I'll admit, I probably should have magnetized the sponsons on my Bane Blade, things like that. But I did remember to leave the top swappable so my Bane Blade can yeah, be. A lot of swapped. stuff can be friction fit as well. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of stuff now. Yeah. 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 The new kits, GW did up their game a little bit, and the new kits are a lot more uh, flexible yep. in terms of that. Not all the kits, but some of them, like the Bane Blade has a swappable top. I'm sure there's a bunch of Space Marine stuff that you can, like, what is it, uh, Razorbacks? You can just pull the turret off, yep. and they're, oh, yeah, look, it's a Rhino now. For the most part. Yeah. Well, Rhinos have always been like that. There's usually, like, a plate on the top, mm -hmm. and that plate has the weapon in it. You can pull the whole plate off and replace yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, they give you, two, oh, they give you yeah. two plates. One plate that has a hole in it that has the turret, and then another plate that's just a full, just a dummy plate. full doors. Yeah. Okay, that, that's cool. So GW hasn't had an official rule for it in a while, but back in fourth and fifth edition, the good rule of thumb was from an Imperial armor book. Was that about 50% of anything that you field in your army should be GW plastic or forge world resin. Yeah. I haven't um, heard that in a while. I've, yeah. I've kept moving forward with that in mind. Uh, and I think it's a good thing to, for people to have in mind. Yeah. Because when you're working, yeah. yeah. When you're working on something like your custom war boss, you may have found a really cool that the one that I see all the time is that really cool bones miniature. That's like a fire giant. Oh, and then yeah, people yeah. kind of hack them up and they fit different orc bits on it. But you kind of want to make sure at a certain point that if you're on the table, you're not using a bunch of bones figures to go against somebody that's playing against you in a turn. And again, more in a tournament setting, but a lot of that's because, you know, you're, you're bringing a consistent level of dedication to the hobby that the other person has. So if I've got my $700 Tau army on the table, I don't want to be fighting against your there's, $20 bones yeah, miniatures there, there's, army. There's more to it than that. Also, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I have a good, I guess, example. Uh, I have a, a chess set that's a Street Fighter chess set. Okay. And this Street Fighter chess set, instead of pawns, it has like little fists. And the other guy, instead of uh, little fists for his pawns, he has like little skulls. Right. And then on each side is different characters. So like your King is Ryu and your queen is Chun-Li. And then on the other side, your King is Akuma and your queen is uh, some, some other person. But as I'm playing chess, it makes it a lot harder to understand what is what mm -hmm. because it's there. It's not the actual piece. It's right? not, it's not a yeah. knight. It's you not a queen. You don't yeah. immediately recognize it as a rook. A exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. So, right, so kind of take yeah. that as a, as a, an example for 40 K. Yeah. You may be running like, uh, you know, an, like I do an ODST trooper, but your opponent may not know like, Oh, well, that's a, that's, I didn't know that was a scion. Like that looks like something else. Like, yeah. Why, why would I, yeah, would like I, we ran them on stream the, the other night right. when we streamed, but you know, I, I, I kept the, the, the very, very, we, the very, very, done very it first game times I, where we established yeah, the very first game I played against you. I was like, what are those again? What yeah, are those again? Exactly. What are those again? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's also, you hadn't uh, played. I don't think you'd played since Scions became. No, I, I, well, I, yeah, but I was, I was looking at buying Scions at the oh, time. Oh, okay. I was, that was before I sold you my guard units. I right, was looking at still thinking about upgrading my guard army. And yeah. I, yeah, it's just, and it's, it's not that there's a problem with it. It's that uh, in my mind, it is kind of a gentleman's agreement. Right. You know? If you've got a good bits box and you've got a super cool model from a different line that you want to use, 100% use it. I am a huge fan of that. But 
put a bunch of bits on it so I know it's an orc war boss and I'm not like, who's that right. dude with the it's big mohawk? A troll, a troll from Wait, the, is that a fire elemental that you're fielding? And <laughs> like, the way we, one of the ways we kind of like justify using the Elysians as scions is, well, one, they axe the Elysian line. Yep. yep. So they're gone. Yeah. And the scions are paratroopers essentially. Yeah. So are the Elysians. It kind of made, like, if I'm going to proxy them as anything else, like that would be what to proxy them as. Right. Yeah. Le- legends, man, though. Legends, man. Yeah. I try not to bring any legends units, just not because it's like weird to bring legends units, like because we bring all kinds of ridiculous yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, isn't uh, Stampa Legends? No, no, no. The like uh, the Big Mech on bike, Big Mech bike on or board yeah. bike, uh, yeah. Um, Orca. Yeah, the Orcas Legends of yeah. Thunderhawk doesn't really have rules or whatever. There's like another saying. variant for the Thunderhawk, right? Or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure some of the stuff you've got is probably ancient rules from Second Edition or something. Everything, <laughs> everything that I had that was considered Legends. <laughs> I was like, no, you're just speaking about Ryan. Just, oh yeah, right, right, right. I've even kid bashed myself to be non-Legends. <laughs> uh, everything that I've got that fits into Legends, I've specifically kit bashed to be out of Legends. Okay. Or, or I run it as non-legends. I'm well, very I mean, sad because like, a bunch of units I wanted got put into legends just recently. Yeah, just give it a bit. It'll probably come back. Like I no. have, I have um, <laughs> Imperial Guard stuff. Never. Gets I have hazard back. suits that I custom made, but I gave them the guns that look like the guns. I like and your hazard suits. Yeah, and they're so, they're suits that are modified that look like suits that are modified. So it's like, when yeah, I, they don't look like what they what they actually are, but. They're different enough, but they're also like the same enough to where you can figure but they're out. Crisis, they I look at them; they're crisis suits. They're crisis, exactly, which is what they are. Yeah. You know, but as being on the receiving end of them, I recognize them for what you've explained them to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not you're like it's not so a bunch are, of transformer bumblebees. Yeah, right. That have no no re- relevance. Yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. It's like they it's, they have it's very clear that that dude has four Gatling plasma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Guns. Yeah. Something that's going to murder all my, my guardsmen. My and only then that other one's got a bunch of missile launchers. My only and and this isn't a complaint from me because I love Tom's hazard suits and I love the lore that he has behind him. But my mm-hmm. only gripe is that when, if you're going to be doing conversions or proxies, uh, try to make the model the same size as what you're trying to make it to be. Yep, same size and base. Try to make no same size and same size base size. Yep. vertically. Yes, horizontally. because hazard yeah. suits are a little bit taller. And they do have a bigger base. But See, I didn't know that when I... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why... Like, because I, I was I going know. off of the bases that were from 7th edition. I personally don't care. The reason for this is because of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Hobbying Mod- for advantage? Modeling, or yeah, modeling, modeling, for, modeling advantage. for advantage. Which I know Tom is not obviously doing. No, well, well I mean, and, and that's the whole understand. thing, too, is yeah. like I have 30... Actually, I have more than 30 crisis suits. Half of them are from... They're older models. Yeah, the older right. ones. And the newer models millimeters. have different size bases. Yeah. So it's like, Same you my orc boys. yeah, you can't just change it up on us halfway yeah. through. No you know shit. what I mean? There's, like, there's some, uh, there's always a good conversations about that in the Imperial Guard groups, like, because there's sniper models where the snipers are laying down. Oh, they have like the square base, right? There, it's yeah, they the, have the square bases the, laying yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the old Catachan snipers. Old Catachan, square, yep. square, rec- square base and that. a rectangle base. And somebody was like, well, I got a bunch of these laying down guys off eBay. Like if I run them as a squad, is that like a dick move? And it kind of is because like you could just lay them down behind the smallest piece of terrain and then just you just Hide. can't see them. Like it, well, that's not modeling. I mean, because that's a legit model. It's a legit. Not, model, not only but not only that, but supposed to get five just laying down guys. It was oh, supposed to be one laying down guy, yeah. one kneeling up guy, one yeah. kneeling guy. Well, guess what? But they're That's all, too damn bad. Right, but they're all <laughs> official models. Yeah, but yeah. they still, but they still have a line of sight rule. 
and you can see right. you would still say if if you had the correct models on table right one of those guys would be standing up but i could see him and then as a catachan sniper player you could be like yeah but i've got this 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 and this so you can't see me yeah because yeah. <laughs> oh. most most of the snipers in the game have dumb rules so it's hard to see them did you guys see him. the gaunt's ghost rules yet I, I did not. I saw the try again guy. That's pretty brag. funny. Yeah, try again brag is pretty funny. It's yeah. funny. It's super lore friendly. It's not necessarily good. I'm okay with that. Um, especially if you think about it. So if he scores no hits, he gets to fire again. Yeah. But he's probably going to score one hit. Oh, yeah. Def- on so a five, you're never yeah. really going to get to use it. It's just funny that if he scores it's, no it's hits. It's two shots? It's, it's just a regular auto cannon. So it's two shots hitting on fives. Yeah, so, so he'll he'll likely hit one, yeah, and then never get to use the ability. Yeah. But it's good. To, it's just it's a good flavor because you'd be surprised, man. With orcs, I mean, you you uh, yeah. hitting on fives, one shot, like you miss a lot. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's hitting on threes as Eldar, you miss a lot. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, I, you you were yeah. just talking about sniper rules. They legit have the best sniper rule can't be targeted if you're more than uh like 18 inches away yeah that's awesome just yep. literally can't be targeted at all so <laughs> he just sits there and the the sniper can just wail on Plank people away. larkin yeah and he has all the good uh sixes do mortal wounds he has the ignores lookout sir yeah it's pretty good, cool good so, to, so to steer you guys a little bit back on topic what i was kind of driving at as we were talking about keeping your model 50 percent gw plastic and all of that is something's happened in the last five years it's changed the way that miniatures hobbying in general works not just 40k but in general and that's 3d printing specifically resin 3d printing uh if you're into bits we're bashing gonna, we're gonna open up this can of worms we are if you're into bits bashing and you're into making your own stuff worms, and you have a little bit of cash a little bit of know-how or the willingness to learn you can really make 3d printing pay for itself 100 advocate of 3d printing yeah I'm an advocate of Mark's 3D printing. <laughs> <laughs> and my 3D printing. And yours. Yeah. Speaking of 3D I, printing, you can see I did some, some of my ethical. work. Yeah, there we go. It's yeah, a, for our mascot, Scully. I did what I consider <laughs> ethical <laughs> kit bashing <laughs> using Mark's 3D printing. So, yeah. So, Kevin, you were saying that, like, you, you've printed out. Uh, I, I know, Kevin, you, you've done a couple of, like, custom las guns. It's smashing. Yeah, just bits. Yeah, couple like extra a couple, bits a to couple like helmet swaps, a couple yeah. gun swaps, things like that. Um, and, Billy is, you know, all basically all custom at this point. Yeah, but it's all. Right, is any of it three D printed though? I think that's all bits. No, isn't it? Billy is a is one hundred percent bits official. GW. But don't you have? The, didn't we find like a cool? There, there's a couple of, and and like there's cool little third party or or whatever three D resin things that you can find. That like, you know, like I want this commissar hat. Oh, right. (laughs) I want this head. I want this screaming head. Like, and you've got, I know you've got kind of older school chassis or something that you had printed out. Uh, You've got the mortar kit, but like the chassis looks like kind of ancient. So you've got the wheels and the cannon from it, but the chassis itself is like the old school. Yeah, there's like little bits and like there's like uh, some sandbags that are are different. Things like that that I threw on there. Really, um the, the one that I went ham on, because like we discussed earlier, you're going to spend more time on your characters or, you know, your vehicles yeah, 100%, whatever, yeah. uh, over your infantry. So my chaff are all pretty basic. My Billy obviously got a good paint job. My commissars all got good paint jobs because, you know, they got to look fancy. Um, right. Rogue traders. I spent a lot of time making those guys look nice. They have the good vibrant colors and stuff on there. A lot of gold filigree. But it was uh, my tank commander. 
My okay. Baneblade got got a lot of good detail too, but specifically, uh, there's this one tank commander that I strapped uh, what are essentially logs to. Oh yeah, you got all your logs and your yeah. Like, lay, so yeah, I that. got I got some backpacks that were left over from a heavy weapons teams. Then I uh, so I glued that to the outside of the turret, all like World War II style. Right, and then uh, I used some. I got it's just it's just called like hobby string or whatever, and it's just super. It's like really thick for kite string, but it's. I forgot to bring it for you, but I got. I, we ordered these like gauze packets from Amazon, and they oh, were yeah. just crap. So, so they we returned them, and nets? because they were like, uh, no, we got them for like first aid at the well, house. Well, you got them for first aid, but, but I can but, use them as camo yeah, nets. Yes, so that's but what. But Amazon was do. like, don't send them back. So I've got so many. I'll give you some oh, for camo sweet. nets. I was yeah. going to give you some. I, I'm going to uh, use a bunch in terrain, but I'm going to give you yeah, some. Oh yeah, use a bunch <laughs> for terrain. It'll be great for terrain. Yeah, my tank commander. So then I took. I found real sticks. That's one of the things that I actually think is really fun is finding stuff in nature yeah. that will work because then it it looks natural. It doesn't look like it's made out of you the don't wrong have to material. You yeah. don't, either you don't have to paint it or if you paint it, you just kind of dirty it up a little bit to make it look grimy. So I legitimately found some sticks, used some tin snips to cut them up to uh, the right what size. I, yeah. I, I referred to as standard issue log. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it was... Uh, <laughs> It, it was gotta carry one of those at all times. <laughs> yeah, no, the commissar rolls, rolls downstairs. Yeah, commissar would shoot you if your tank got stuck and you didn't have standard oh, issue log. Oh, I was going with rolls downstairs no. and over your neighbor's dog. No, 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 <laughs> not that long. No, um, wrong in, log. Where's your government issue rock? <laughs> in World War II, uh, the Russian tanks had uh, it was I think it was the tank destroyer specifically, <laughs> right. yeah. uh, but also some of the T-34s had a log strapped to the back of it because when you you know when you get stuck in the dirt or something you want yeah, to you gotta get it, you gotta get the hell out. So tanks would carry a specific there's a specific length log and that was like their their specifications for how big the log had to be That's diameters awesome. and everything yeah. and if it wasn't up to spec you know the commissar would shoot you because yeah yeah you're basically you guaranteed doing, that this tank was going to get stuck at some point man you gotta you gotta read the siege of terra stuff because that the third book has a lot of they, they don't call them they call them integrity officers because ah. the heresy hasn't happened yeah, yet yeah. but holy fuck they're like are you looking the wrong direction trooper i'm gonna shoot you for looking <laughs> east and i'm like jesus christ man this is <laughs> this intense. is way where they're not even in battle yet like yeah. this is just Commissar Dick. Yeah, yeah Commissar Dick. That's how it is. Like, our food's yeah. ready, and then afterwards we'll have dessert. There'll be no desserting. No deserting here. No dessert, Commissar. No deserting. <laughs> <laughs> or like nobody gets cake. Or um, and then there's uh, so I have that one that's all decked out. To me. I tried to make it like what is it? it's called lived in. Mm -hmm. is the, mm -hmm. the kind of look that I went for. So I wanted to make it look like. This tank's been around. The crew's been in the tank for a while. And rather than it be a bunch of dudes fresh off the boat, like, yeah, we're brand new. It's like, oh, this tank, the dudes are like, okay, well, I'm going to need some of this. And they strap that to the outside. It's yeah, like, like back, some back of these. Packs Yeah, the and, backpack's yeah. got some smoke grenades and a shovel yeah, hanging shovels, off of it. Yep. There's like, you know, tow cables and like tools and things. And that's one of the things that like 3D printing can really help with. You can get candles, you can get skulls, spikes, all these oh, little yeah. details, tiny backpacks, little, tiny little. There's bits. all the candles. There's all the well, candles that I printed for you. The way the yeah. way that the way that I look at it is with 3D printing, uh, you want to have a light touch. You know, you don't want to yeah. you don't want to replace the whole model. You want to have a light touch because that's what makes it unique. Yeah, make the model yours, but it's still you know that's in what, the well, army. It's what makes it unique, but it's also what makes it 
again, you know, a Warhammer model. I mean, right. like all my knights, like all my knights have at least one like accent piece, whether it be a weapon or something like that that's printed and it's just enough to say like, Oh yeah, no, you look at it and you go, yeah, that's an Imperial Knight. And then he has this other weapon and you're like, Oh, with a trident, you know, like, and then it tells the story for the lore aspect, you know, like, and that's, and that's the key. And that's what I think is like the real benefit of being able to do that is, is to create these accents, you know? Or like what I'm doing with my, with my exodites is I'm finding all these weird alien dinosaur hybrid creatures on my mini factory and I'm using those as the bikes, they, the, the rider and the weapons and everything. It's still an Eldari figure. It's still an Eldar figure yeah, from the, 2003 GW. Please print us new guardians. But <laughs> I'm I'm using that and I'm even going crazier because like my war walkers and my fire prisms, I'm actually buying two GW kits for every single model I field. When I field a fire prism, I'm buying damn, they two look good. GW kits. That's crazy because normally, like, you can bit smash to save money, but you're, you're out. Not there. at this level. <laughs> well, do you, you understand doing, the level of heresy I operate you, on? <laughs> you are doing an extensive amount of kit bash. Oh yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I, I like absolutely we saying, love it. I changed a helmet. I changed a rifle here and there. I changed a wheel on something. I did cheat once, and I'll totally admit it. The Tau Codex allows you to field CIBs with every single crisis suit. Yep, and you can do up to three of them. Yep. There is one CIB on one sprue for the entire army, and it's a commander. Yep. I am running CIBs on all. You guys have played against me. I run heavy CIBs. Yeah. yeah, I I modeled that myself in Blender, and I 3D printed it because I am not buying 79 commanders for CIBs for my army. (laughs) That's like what I was saying, where for Imperial Guard, there's only one kit in our whole setup that comes with a plasma gun. A plasma uh, plasma pistols you can get in a couple kits because scions have them now too. Yeah, but plasma gun and bolt gun like the full full size but well, man size version I, of them. I actually one made. Kit. Yeah, I made. And it comes with one of them. An enforcer suit. So the uh, crisis suits have an enforcer like iridium suit. Yeah, it's got all the extra armor. It's got extra armor plates on it. They only make one in a normal pack, and you can field six of them. You know, you can field as many as you want as long as they're bodyguards. Um. So they only make this one chest piece. So I actually made using expanding resin, mm. the two part resin you like that you the mix, two part. Yeah. Yep. With uh, school, a hard plastic to make the mold. Yeah. You I, know, I dabbled in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So with my death watch before I got into 3d printing, I actually made a silicone mold of my uh, people have done this with green stuff and, and stuff as well. And at, with that as well, but, they, you make a silicone mold of your shoulder pads because when you buy a shoulder pad, it comes with, I believe five normal, like normal Marine pads. And then it comes with two Terminator pads. Well, the Terminators are in groups of five. So if you want uh, a, yeah. fi- a group of, you need to buy three of these and these are all $15 a piece. So you're spending $45 and for, and you're ending up with like 20 Marines you don't need. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, people make silicone molds, which I did at first. And then I got into 3d printing and uh, I've dabbled. And I'll, and I'll and also. And hot dog buns. I'll also yes. say. Why, why don't they come in the <laughs> same size? Equal. Like, I don't understand. How hard is it? It's because hot dogs are also made by GW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, now you need more hot dogs. The yeah, tea right. spilled. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'll also say from having done it, a, a lot of 3D printing. 3D printing also uh, does not pay for itself the way people think it pays for itself. 
you got to, a lot of times, if you want something specific, you've got to 3d model it yourself, which means that that's time you're not getting paid for it. You've got to actually print it. That's time you're not getting paid for. You've got to clean and maintain the machine. That's the, so when a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you got a 3d printer. So you could print a 2000 point army. Absolutely not. I would rather buy a 2000 point army and, and print six bits to, to make my commanders yeah, look cool. hundred <laughs> percent. You have to slice it. You, you have oh to find God, the 3d man. model. You have yeah. to slice the 3d model. You have to support it. You have to clean it. You have to break it off. Not, it's not only that, but I like voting with my, like another 3000 points worth of orcs. Yes. <laughs> I, I would also like I'd rather buy more the reasons yeah. is because yes. it's better just to buy them. And, and not only that, them. but like, I like GW, I like their product. I want to yeah. support the company. Yeah, absolutely. And, and local game stores. Yeah. I, and, I like, and, and yeah, onboard gaming local game stores. <laughs> I, but I actually really enjoy the aesthetics of the models. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, yeah. oh I found the models these, look these sick, cool dude. alternate guard models, but I'm like, I actually kind of, I kind of like these chunky Cadians. Yeah. yeah they are a little chunky and I get it. You know, the, the model's a little dated compared to some of the newer stuff. Yeah. Like the Scions look great, but the Scions, I will tell you, they are monopose as monopose gets. Yeah. yeah Every are. single one of the, the, the special weapons has a single pose. Oh yeah. And, that, and that's, and that's why I spend a lot of time hacking yeah. things together and, and it's a great, great time to bring up scratch building yeah moving the arm and, and so scratch building is another level of all of this really commonly you're going to use a lot of black brass rod you're going to use a lot of brass sheeting you're going to use a lot of plastic card uh, you might use other things like sculpey milliput green stuff and kind of carve and sculpt it the way you want to scratch building is different from kit bashing just as it you know kit bashing you got two kits you're bashing them together scratch building is like making a meal from scratch you got raw bits and you're putting them together um so i combine a lot of scratch building and kit bashing uh you know move that arm out a little bit put a piece of plastic card in there yeah, carve it down it so it fits yeah. yeah um or when it comes to certain things like my orc boys which we're we'll show you here in a second and some of my rat mech stuff i've had to build extra parts with scratch building just to make it look aesthetically fitting within the army theme that i'm going for. yeah you made uh what was it power armored mega knobs or yeah whatever, i i really like 50% plastic card. <laughs> Not really. They're but like, they are, yeah, they're like 25% plastic card, but there's a lot of plastic card, but it looks really dope. I'm actually, oh, yeah, I'm excited to see them when they're painted, <laughs> you know, like 10 years one, from now. One year. Right, yeah, my one, day. one year. Like one after, day. after we're both married, you'll be like, look what I finally got. Done. When Kevin and I get married, <laughs> we're getting married now. No, you're Are our fiance is getting married and we're getting, is that how that works? I mean, maybe shit. <laughs> All so right. the granddaddy, <laughs> the granddaddy of all of this that brings everything we have talked about together is Ryan. is terrain. Is Ryan. Is Ryan. So terrain also, is terrain. Ryan. terrain is, God damn it. So terrain is painting, it's basing, it's kit bashing, it's scratch building, it's pulling all the stops out to immerse it as much as you can in the game. And 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 don't worry, in your first couple of games, we all started off stacking up textbooks. Yeah, I'm pretty you sure know, put, putting out. Here you go. Here's a grain silo, you know, uh, grabbing felt, green felt, you know. Yeah, I think on our Instagram, I have a picture of uh, the wifey and me playing with alcohol bottles and uh, the carrying cases for our armies. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, when you start no, that's out, cool. that's your terrain. And, and, and there's no problem with that. But as you get deeper into the game and as you get more into theming and immersing yourself, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun to build terrain. 
And terrain doesn't have to be a major expense. We've already brought up a couple of these things. Kevin just brought up going around and picking up sticks. Here in Southern California, we have a type of bush called sagebrush. And sagebrush, when you find cuttings or you find a dead one and you cut it up and you dry it and all the sage falls off it, it looks like old gnarled dead trees that are already at the right scale. Yeah, it's absolutely. Done. Yeah. There's you need so a blasted landscape. There you go. That's easy. free. That's on the side of the freeway. If somebody, fucking, yeah, right. We can go outside and get like a handful of like chunked up granite rocks. Oh yeah. Like yeah. anything we can and find also all on the kinds side of the road. There's uh, you know, roadkill. That's all. That's fun too. That's my, I mean, if, that's if my other hobby. If you to make a, a bunch of chaos marauders, you yeah. can definitely go get some roadkill. Yeah, you and pull can slap some, some off of it. Prolapse. You know, there's cat no, coyote booty there's on, no on your road kill in California. Are you kidding me? Dude, I saw like three roadkill today. <laughs> yeah. I saw <laughs> a hawk. I saw a hawk rip a I pigeon was, out of the air on my drive over. I have here. not oh. seen roadkill <laughs> in California. I had like yeah, a, a falcon or something. You're not looking. Like it was, I, it was a young. I, I just think there's no animals here. I, I literally <laughs> saw it, uh, it chased a flock of pigeons into a hedgerow. Oh my God. In, in, like in our front yard, it was crazy. And then it was just like, it was running around like a T-Rex on the ground. I was like, get him, get him, get him. <laughs> I saw a skunk were, like, this so morning and a coyote this afternoon. Well, yeah, because your house is like surrounded by wildlife. I've been here. I've, every time I've come over to this damn place, I've had a snake crawl down my leg. Oh, yeah. I've had like dead rats. And did, did I tell you guys one of my windows is broken? So there's a snake in the house? Great. Thanks. No, uh, a hawk saw himself and attacked himself oh, and broke my Damn. daughter's window. That's crazy. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, and dumb. they did it. They almost did it again last week and on my kitchen window. Yeah. yeah. That's surprise, man. Yeah. He, he tore that shit up. It's like Fern Gully out here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like uh bark, uh, different woods, sticks, there's all sorts of good material that you can just find. Another thing that I'm a huge advocate of that these guys have heard me talk about a lot is buying sand that's already prepped for kids you can buy it in like five pound bags. Oh, yeah. That'll it's last in. you years. You can buy crushed coral from an aquatic warehouse. You can bake that. That'll last you for years. Uh, the other thing that you might want to do is if you can find one, make friends with your local plastics company, plastic companies, signage companies. Oh, they've got, they've got days. They throw so much cast off aside because to them, you know, a little tiny five inch by five inch piece is worthless to you. That's a building. Yeah, uh, at my and favorite, they have to pay to get rid of that. Yeah, they got they got to pay. So you're you're off. a free yeah. disposal service to them. Um, also, <laughs> e waste guys. Uh, I mean, you guys have seen. Oh, I, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of ripping PC fans out using PC fans for Warhammer. Stuff. I noticed that your PC fans are they're well oh. hidden, but they're, they're in good. there and they, they, and they look good. They yeah. look like they look like crazy good, great fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, my, my favorite material to use personally is gator board. Gator board is an incredibly dense and durable poster board. It's actually used in dimensional signage. I wouldn't recommend going out and getting gator board unless you've used gator board. I actually have a background in the signage industry, but yeah, just become a pro at finding and reusing materials. What's the other, the other thing that I, I can't stress enough thrift stores, buy toys from thrift stores, paint them up. That's a statue. That's a ruined car. That's yeah, whatever I think you I need. Posted that up on Instagram. Yeah, that, had the some giant toy statue, of the statue I did. The brass one. Yeah. Yeah. That so was I, awesome. Uh, the other, the other big one is pink insulation foam. Yeah, I use a lot of that. Yeah. Printing propaganda posters can give you, you know, with yeah. just your laser printer, that cherry can give you that little extra on top. Those came out really good when you did those. Oh, I got so many of them, dude. So I printed many so many of, of those. They came out really nice, um, and it's a good little flavor immersion. 
Yeah. It, it helps set the scale for the buildings as well. Yeah. So that way, even if there isn't a model standing right next to it, you still kind of get a really good idea of how big it is in relations to how big a person's supposed to be kind of thing. And this is the unsung hero of 3D printing. You want something specific, especially your buildings. You want your windows to look a little bit more gothic and you can't hand carve a gothic window. There's a 3D print that will fit in that area. You want a little bit of a buttress or you want a corner. There's a 3D oh, yeah. print you want some for that architectural detail. Off the top. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want like grotesques or like uh, gargoyles. Yeah. Grote like grotesques that. are off. Gargoyles are on top. Is that I how it so, works? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> That that college education is doing me good right now. I think grotesques are the ones that hang out and gargoyles are the ones that are on top. Yeah, it's that, it's that or the other way around. I can't, I don't. They I can don't only remember. talk when water runs through their mouths. That's all I remember. I just <laughs> remember in the uh, the Notre Dame, Hunchback in Notre Dame movie, it was really dope. Yeah, when you want a hunchback the, on your building? Boom, 3D No, print. it was great. <laughs> uh, all, the, all the gargoyles and grotesques, because it had both of them, but, and apparently there's a difference between the two. But at one point when he's defending the cathedral, he dumps molten lava out of all of them. It was like the. It was super cool. It was like I was like, this is some Warhammer know, shit, and the whole cathedral is just like pouring lava out of all the, all the mouths. Whenever you so say, cool. whenever you say gargoyles, I just think of Goliath. Goliath. Dude, that was the coolest <laughs> show. So, right? That was yeah. the best. Not as cool as so uh, Roughnecks, the Starship Trooper CGI. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was that best. was better. Best, but best but gargoyles show on was really planet. cool too. So it was so, Tailspin. <laughs> so the only other thing that I could recommend to, to find and buy is Plasticard. Uh, Evergreen Plastics is a resource you can find on Amazon. You can also find them at, uh, Tom brought up model train stores earlier. Evergreen Plastics are usually there. If you are they lucky have, enough to have a model train store near you, go to it. It's such a resource. I feel like every game store I've been in, like third party, or not third party, but like mom and shop local game store has Plasticard. Most have plastic cards. So Evergreen Plastics is actually an architectural modeling company. Oh, so, so when, it's so the, yeah. yeah. When you're looking at the, those crazy architectural models where they see, build the, what is this a school for ants? Right. Yeah. So that, <laughs> but they do a thing where they have like a bits and pieces bag. So you can buy their bits and pieces bag and you might get some plastic I-beams. You might get some pipes. It's a really, really good resource for little stuff like that. That actually sounds like um, a really awesome deal. Let's list off some hobby tools before we get into questions from our discord community yeah uh, right off the bat snap razor blades i think snap razor blades yep. are i have tits. uh you know you get a you get a blade snap off when you need a new one exacto blades yep i have like seventeen thousand. <laughs> yeah yep. always uh jewelry or modeling saws like a like a Dremel? No, no, no like, he's a talking hands, like a like a oh, preci like, uh, precision German engineered modeling saw. I don't have one of those, saw. but that sounds like a really good idea. Dre yeah. Dremel's one that I actually left off my yeah. list. So thanks Dremels for are, Dremel. Dremels yeah. are great. Yeah. Um, Tiny files. files. I think yeah, nail files. Um, hand drill. Hand drill. I actually one of my personal favorites. I love it. Is nail clippers. Nail clippers. Oh. Yeah. Specifically, nail clippers be for two reasons. Taking the they're, screws off. It's for getting them out of the sprues. They're curved. And so it's like for things like Imperial Guard shoulder pads. I don't know yeah. where the sprue mounts up on a Space Marine shoulder pad, but like the Imperial Guard one, it goes right into a, into a round surface. So, yeah, okay. so what yeah. I can do is I can get the, the clippers in and match up with the curve right. and clip. And nice. then I don't end up with an ugly nub. Yeah. And then of course there's modeling snips, which are designed for it, but They're not as good. They're designed for it, but they don't have that same curvature yeah. right, and they yeah. don't fit in your hand the same it's way. It's kind of a niche thing. It's, but yeah. I really like, and you're, everybody's familiar with them. Yeah. Like, yeah it's not like you have if you're to learn something, how to use it. If you're snipping off something organic like Nurgle or whatnot, uh, it's yeah, probably like a little really tentacle well. or something. Exactly. You can get it in there and get If you right. got giant banana hands like I do, the self-locking tweezers. Yeah. 
Oh, with their, yeah. You push to open rather than push to close. You push to open them. Yep. That actually, also, I might need huh. that. That would help because my hand shakes. So when I'm putting on tiny little bits, it's like, it might be nice to be able to precision and then kind of let go of them. There's a couple of really good kits that are actually made for Gunpla that I found on Amazon. We'll, we'll toss a link in the show notes for those. Oh, like little tool oh. kits? Yeah, it's got, oh. like, it's got like everything we're talking about now that I think about it grooming kits but it's like yeah basically yeah i, I, I buy too. i, I buy those, those grooming kits i yeah. buy those emery board um kits that, that you know like emery boards for like nail salons mm-hmm. they sell that stuff in bulk yeah i oh, buy yeah. bulk packs of that about twice a year yep. and i use those for because I, I use those at work too because i do a lot of scratch building at mm-hmm. work but yeah uh wood glue super glue modeling glue green stuff I got, sculpting tools. I got one that will blow everyone's mind if you What's don't know that? about What's that? this. Uh-oh. So uh, something that Tom and me are huge, huge advocates for okay. is accelerator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kicker. Yeah. I was kind of thinking. Kicker. Kicker. Kicker, yeah. If you, if you hate sitting there holding a guardsman's arm to his torso for five minutes for a hundred guardsmen, this will change your life i use kicker <laughs> on everything everything same here yeah. it speaking from experience building a shit ton of guardsmen it really depends on the type of glue you have some glue dries way faster than others oh yeah, yeah. You I have really washing yeah. washing it the, the the real trick that everybody's missing and i'm i'm horrible at this too is you really should open your kit submerge it in soapy water like dawn dish soap and water yeah. for yeah. about 30 minutes nope. and then dry yeah, rinse it that. and dry no, it off. Too lazy. Never yeah. done that. Accelerator. Nope. Never done it once. <laughs> yep. But I've no, yeah. I've but it's the mold. The, the, what you're fighting mold with the glue release. is the mold release. Yeah. For me, it was always um, like I figured out if I put the glue on, wait like 15 seconds and then smack that guardsman's arm on there, hold it for like 15 seconds, good to go. Too long. No. I like it. This is the difference between how I can build an entire Profiron in like two days. Boom. Torso, boom, glue, boom, arm, accelerator, move on to the next one. Four yep, right. As a, as a, as a kit basher, I want that articulated. I want to find yeah, that yes. perfect That's spot. I don't want it. Yeah. I get to finagle. Yeah. Like but if you're snap fit. Finagle. That's true. If you're snap fit, yeah. if you're monopost oh, yeah, snap fit. With, uh, with the scions, it probably would have been handy to be able to slap through three pieces together at the same time. We brought up Citadel paints earlier. I love and I'm very loyal to citadel paints i've tried a couple of others and i like them i like the effect but i'm a citadel paints guy but i'm gonna i'm gonna blow everybody's mind right now especially if you're a new player if you are going to paint terrain get craft paint find the cheapest acrylic paint you have access to learn how to mix basic colors it's really not that difficult don't don't do a my dumb ass did and buy three pots of Agriax Earthshade to wash your building. And, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. If you need ink and you will need ink for terrain, make your own. Order order or find India ink. Learn how to mix it. At some point, I'll go over we, my we recipe. We can have a whole other episode, yeah. honestly, on, ter- on terrain. any of these topics, on, yeah, honestly. Yeah, specifically. If so, you guys have like a specific one you want us to cover more, I, I'm more than willing because yeah. I feel like I didn't say enough on any of these topics, honestly. Yeah. This is, this is a big one, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll share some stuff. I'll share my ink recipe at some point. Um, you guys, anything else to cover up or let's, let's jump into our discord questions. Yeah. Super glue. Yeah, let's get to yeah. the yeah. super glue. Yeah. I said, did I, oh, I, said I guess mod- super glue you can do a little tidbit, yeah. super glue versus plastic glue. Cause we didn't really cover that. I, at I all. was just, I was just joking, but I, yeah. I hate plastic glue. Same. Super glue is the yeah. way to go. Purple. I like it. Purple. I, purple double plus super glue, man. That's the one I used to love zip, zip, zap, not zip, yeah. zap. Yeah. Zip glue. 
Zip Zappa glue. Gap. Zappa Gap. That's what I use. I that's what I use now, and that's what I'm saying. It takes like 15 seconds. To I use Gorilla Glue now. I use that like Bob Ross, Bob Smith, whatever the hell it's called. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Bob Smith. But, um, I don't like pl- I don't like plastic glue because plastic glue really only works same. if you're bonding ABS to ABS. Yep. Plastic glue is really good if you're trying to get rid of seams. It yeah. is because it, it is expands fantastic. a little bit. The other thing that you can do to get rid of seams is baking soda. Sprinkle baking soda over the seam, put a little bit of super glue in it, sprinkle yep. baking soda into the seam. Oh, basically yeah. just mortar yeah. it together. Yeah. yeah, I I agree though. Plastic glue is way better than uh Zappa Gap because I've worked with both very frequently. When yeah, I'm, yeah when I'm making um, like scale model airplanes, I use plastic glue. Uh, yeah. So the the only reason I don't like plastic glue, uh, I'll be quick on this, but uh if you're if you make a mistake, you're you can't fucked. you you are fucked. You cannot yeah. snap that arm back off. You are going to need to cut that off with an exacto. Yep. If you, are, you also you do have to commit to it. Yeah. Also that that's another reason that I love super glue. Toss it in the freaking freezer for like a day. Snap those babies off. The other thing you have to watch out with plastic glue and um, as a real quick thing, fuck up your because hands. I work <laughs> in an industry that's super plastic heavy. You might pick up plastic and think it's some type of plastic that it's not. Most toy plastic, toy grade plastic is ABS. Lots of production-based plastic is PPE or PET or HDPE. There's a bunch of different types of plastic. Plastic glue will (laughs) literally melt or debond certain types of plastic. So if you've got an ABS, you find a really cool bit that you want to put on your guardsman, you put plastic glue on it, you slap that bit on it, and now you have melting ABS and PPE, and your entire model will turn into like a rubber jelly because the PPE starts to chemically leach into the ABS. Ooh, that's so you nice. really, you really have to be mustard careful. Gas and you will die. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I hear when yeah. he's talking yeah, about. I was this. like mustard gas and die. Yeah, I was waiting, waiting for him to, to be say, like, and the gas will be released and you'll yeah, die. I was waiting, I was waiting <laughs> which is really funny because I've done this several stuff. times on accident and I've never gassed myself. <laughs> well, you're lucky. Uh, I also have a workshop when I'm playing with this Kevin, stuff. Right. That's Kevin gasses himself daily, especially after Wings Wednesday. So we asked our Discord community if they had any questions on the hobby side of Warhammer 40K, and they gave us a couple of good questions. So first off, Minion Coffin asked, when's we going to get into our wah episodes? So um, I think we're at about episode 11 at this point for our orcs. Whenever episode. you stop saying it like that. <laughs> you don't want me to copy Tom, it? Tom. I hate I hate it. But we are working on the notes now. Uh, and if you join He's our Discord pro- community, pro- which we'll plug a little bit later, <laughs> we do ask our Discord community, hey, do you have any specific questions? So that's a good, yeah, good way to get Yeah, questions, polls. Uh, we're actually, uh, I think we have something called the Hive Project. Yeah, where, we'll, we'll yeah, bring it up here in a minute, yep. yeah. So DeFeo asked, can you go over the steps and the process of painting? Different companies use a lot of different terms. And as a new hobbyist, this information would be very helpful. Um, I think we kind of went over it earlier. Absolutely not. But just to run through it really quickly, your priming, your prime layer is your undercoat for the entire model. Your base coat is your primary color. You've got your wash. Usually, this is how I do it anyway, your wash, which puts all your inks and your deeps in. Then you're going to do your layers and your blending. So as Tom had mentioned, those other colors. That's not how I do that at all. That's not how I do that. Then I highlight and then I dry brush. Mine, mine is a really like it's a it was very speed oriented as we said like I was out there that and I got my speed. shit and then banged it out in like five days from box box open to play. Yeah, but you also paint for eight hours a day. I paint like no, no, two no. hours. I, a I was day. I was working. <laughs> I was working full time, full eight hour days during that. Are you this was I thought that was when you were finishing up school. No, but anyway, this, is, this is, I I was working at this. What's point. your process? But it was it was you just prime it. Prime's always base hit one. It with, hit it with a base coat. <laughs> yep. 
Those are always was the first two. L- luckily, I had two colors for base coat. Right. The green armor, tan jumpsuits, or tan armor, green jumpsuits, depending on which batch. And then that was basically it, because I used Tom's idea of leaving the boots and stuff black. There, that was three colors. Bang. So, you, so, so you're basically, you're not doing an ink. You're not doing a layer, you're not doing a highlight, and you're not doing a dry brush. Pretty much. And so, then uh, after I went back and bought a second batch, I got a brown layer paint, the um, leather, Angrax leather or whatever. Right, so, so, so DeFeo plays Death Watch, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help yeah, him out. Yeah, you could, you could bang so, out if you want to like, do it like me, where you're like, I did this color, this yeah. color, this color, and that was it. So, so DeFeo, uh, I'm going to help you out as much as I can. Prime purple. I a, because I use an airbrush. It's, it depends. It all really depends on what you want mm. your army to look like. Uh, I've seen people do black, and then if they have an, if you have an airbrush, I would suggest one. But if you do not, it's going to be a little more rough. But you can dry brush very lightly with gray, and then you can wash it either blue or with nolan oil after you do all your silvers. And then because you want your your depth, that's what your washes are for. Your washes are there to bring depth to your to your colors. And blue, uh, blue helps on metal because metal has a tendency to blue when it's hot or old, by the way. Yeah, and, and it just yeah. looks good. It, it, it gives uh, it a nice shadow that's exactly. slightly shiny. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make your... It, it brings out the black more because usually when you're painting black, it's really hard to bring out any details. So when you dry brush mm-hmm. and then you wash, it uh, helps bring out that detail, but not too much to the point where it doesn't look like it's a black model anymore. And then you can do all your reds and all of your different little like brasses and golds, and then you can... Depending on what you're painting, if it's silver, use you know a black wash. If it's a brass color, use a brown wash. If you're washing red, or if you're if you're painting red, wash with brown. You don't want to dull things down too much. So yep. it, it all depends. If you have any other questions, you can also uh, feel free to DM us. Yeah, and, and Mar- Marky and I have a recipe that we've been working on, so I can speed paint my Black Legion. So that that'll actually probably we'll share that. That'll probably actually give you a pretty good idea. You're just not, you're not going to do gold. You're going to do silver. Yeah. Uh, mine's actually kind of weird. I'll base or wash first, um, depending on what. The fuck you wash in plastic? Yeah. I usually yeah. wash the plastic. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm doing like really? lighter colors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, the reason. It could be, be like Xenithal. I could see that. The reason I do that the is. Under layer as opposed to over layer. I'm used yeah. to painting a lot of things that have like panels right like crisis suits things like that they have a lot they have a lot of panels on them with like little small lines that show that they're made up of smaller pieces so when you wash it first you're getting into all those parts without Ah. soaking the entire thing in a dark color right it's kind of like edge highlighting yeah it's well it's basically basically i'm getting into all the cracks first and that's all i'm doing and Mm -hmm. then i will do my my layer coats on top of that right so is uh, when I paint over those pieces, I'm not getting into the cracks. So they'll still have those black crack lines. And because I'm not painting the whole thing black, right, that the paint will still be light enough on the other panels. Also, so he's basically adding a shadow under you. And, and, yeah. and Tom is thinning his yeah. paints. Many, many layers. Paints. Yeah. And, uh, um, like an onion. The, yeah. I, I a thousand percent stand by uh, Duncan's how to paint Acadian guardsman video. That video taught me so many things and a lot like the one, one of the things that it taught me that a lot of new people will probably overlook. And I've actually, I shared the video in a um, battle tech painting group. Cause somebody was like, I just have no idea where to start with painting. And I was like, use these techniques, but you know, apply them to your mech. Um, but it was his, his idea that if you're going to paint it some, a different color later, who cares if you overlap it? 
Yeah. 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 Like, don't, don't spend a bunch of time cleaning up as you're painting. Yeah. Like if hey, clean, have being, a clean up step, being not clean up constantly. Being a perfectionist is your enemy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. and, and, and something to take away from all of this is Always a lot of, a lot of people, in my opinion that I've seen, the thing that I think is wrong is a lot of people wash dry brush and they're done. Dry brushing last makes sense. Washing second to last doesn't. You want to wash before you put on your blends and your layers. I you, disagree. You, but you, I you really wash earlier than I do. Or, or no, that's only on certain things. Most of the time, that's what I was going to get back this to. This is a whole other episode, fellas. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're dragging. What we should do, you know, we gave you a couple of different ideas. What we should probably all do is we'll all paint live at some point and, and we'll let everybody know so you can see our different processes. Like I said, everybody's workflow is going to be different. Yeah. If you guys yeah. have anything you want us to key in on uh, uh, one of the subjects that we spoke about. If you want an entire episode just I didn't think this was going to be this big of an argument, guys. I was like, this is well, how everybody has different, yeah. Techniques. Yeah, it's true, it's it's different techniques in each army. Yeah. You, and you guys are all desire. wrong. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> your uh, opinions all suck. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are all wrong. Tau <laughs> have a lot of panels. Yeah, your knights yeah we all paint different armies. That's a key. My guys are very generic. Like, there's nothing fancy about say i painted my towel a lot like tom uh, actually mentioned so mm -hmm. he's he's correct in the sense that and then eldar yeah, started yeah, to want a different yeah, kind I'm of right, texture with the way everything <laughs> looks with the way with the way i paint my towel with the way with the yeah. way i paint everything i always ink third i and, right. and it's it's the reason that tom brought up really but anyway uh ickbard asked how do you all spread the word about what's up? What <laughs> toes? How do you spread the word about toes? How do you all spread the word about content? Whether it's your models, your lore stories with the explosion of new people in the hobby hobby and everyone being on their smartphones. So the answer is we registered ourselves with a bunch of different podcast services and we make sure to try to release content every Wednesday evening. We also are really big on interacting with our community as much as possible and the ways that we use to interact with our community and the ways that we distribute our podcasts are both podcasts or not podcasts are both smartphone and computer friendly, but really the and best when, you know, yeah. obviously like quarantine permits, right. but really the best way for us to continue growing as a podcast. And the best way for everybody is for you guys to follow us on Spotify. You actually, there's actually a follow thing that helps us stick out in the algorithm, liking and sharing our content on social media obviously helps joining our community and spreading the word by word of mouth to your friends totally helps us. Yeah, we really, absolutely love our growing community. You guys are the best and you help us every freaking day. Our, yeah. Our, our best bet, honestly, is you, you guys. not get any work done. You sons of bitches. <laughs> I was going to say, it's funny because that, that question was from Igbar. That was from Igbar. I literally spoke to him last night for like an hour. Yeah. He's a great guy. You know, like, like literally just, he, just uh, hanging out. Is he talking. Yeah. Like, I mean, but yeah, toes, our, but. our best bet to, to grow the podcast in this in this digital media digital world age. that we live in, uh, especially with quarantine still in effect in a lot of places is uh, for you guys to share the word. Like if you have friends like I have friends who don't understand Warhammer, but they liked my pictures when I put like, oh, I finished this model and painted him. What do you guys think? They'll be like, I have no idea what that is, but it looks cool. And I'm like, cool. Uh, Tune in. Do you want to listen to my yeah, podcast? It's, it's our like, community. And just, and just yeah. listen to it anyways. He goes, I'll listen to it, but I have a friend who also paints these. That's awesome. And I'll there recommend it to him. All right. And on. so it's it's a nice, like, if you can, you know, if anybody recommends it to a friend, hey, that's one more. Yeah. Like that. Also, and that's uh, a good community building. Shout out to our two. Uh, four armed rats. No. Well, yeah, yeah. Our four armed rats. I was going to say, uh, what, what 
what you call them, Tom? Sugar, sugar daddies. Oh, sugar daddies. Yeah. Oh, our sugar pa- daddies. Patreon days. Yeah, our Patreon yeah. guys. Uh, DeFeo and Ickbar, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah we definitely do. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. y'all, y'all are pieces of shit. As we, as we as we roll as we roll into our outro, we'll we'll thanks, plug our thanks Patreon. For giving us money. Yeah. So um, Min, Minion Coffin asks <laughs> me. Mark Mark takes it all. Uh, Minion Coffin asks and try to try to do these a little quickly because these are big questions. What is the favorite model you have ever painted, or one that you've put the most effort into? And we'll we'll post up some pictures in the video, uh, and then it will we'll post up vid- pictures on our social social medias for this too. That's a good ass question, man. I don't even know. <laughs> I think my favorite model that I've painted to date, and I think this is going to be replaced is my uh, word bearers land raider i actually painted the inside and it looks like some dude got fucking murked inside and then dragged out so there's like bloody marks out that's awesome there's blood splashed I, on the I, wall can i name one from each of my armies just pick one no i picked one Rattle you them pick off one quickly all three bang one. squiggy redemptor and uh goddamn ripley okay all right cool that's fair so we're gonna need three pictures from you Check the Instagram, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think all those are on there already. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Squiggy is. Yeah, he, he's like, he's lightly. in pictures, yeah. but he's not featured. Uh, my Beast Knight, hands down. That, yeah, dude. Because that, that, that night was from the ground up. I thought you were going to say Hercules. I was like, you didn't fucking paint I know. I was, <laughs> I was going to, and I was like, nah. <laughs> Man, I've got, I've Pick got one. a few, and I'm going to go with the Bane Blade. All right. Specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. we both picked sure. big ass. That is on the, that is on the Patreon. <laughs> it is, yeah. The Bane Blade, the Bane Blade is dope. Um, two reasons is I did a little bit of kit bashing. I threw the big flag and the sword on him up there. Yep. So drive, I drive me closer. closer. Yeah, I, I inspired myself with <laughs> the drive me closer. Well, so that too, me with like, my sword. The, the fact that you just like showed up with it one day. And that oh was, my that's god! The other overnight, is the fact that I built. Creed. Creed. And I, I, <laughs> I summoned a Bane Blade literally out of nowhere. These great. guys had no idea. And it showed up fully painted. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think Kevin DM'd me like two days before that. He's like, dude, look what I got. I was like, don't tell the guys. I was like, I should keep this a secret, right? I You're think like, no, it's that, better as a secret. I think that rolls real good into our last question here. And Ickbard, uh, you've got the last question. And that is, what is the fastest unit you have built and painted? I think you just answered it. Yeah. Uh, and what is the slowest? So my fastest was getting that first 500 points ready for the crusade that first crusade we did that we that we have to continue at some point i got 500 eldar up and painted their craft world units and i've been replacing them with all of my dinosaurs and my kit bashing now but i actually have bikes vehicles everything and i painted it in a week um, I reassembled, I, I stripped, reassembled, reposed and repainted, uh, took a week vacation in Arizona and that's all I did. Oh yeah. I remember that. Uh, my slowest is every, any other fucking thing I work on. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. My crew project I've been working on for two fucking years. Yes. Uh, for me, my slowest has probably got to be the, so I stripped and repainted the first model I've ever, I, I ever got the one that my mom got me that I blacked out to. Uh, yeah. I stripped, I stripped him and repainted him Blackout and I, I probably painted him for like six or seven Blackout hours. Marine. And it, he's not even that well painted. It just, I tried so hard to spend as much time as I could on him. So it took me about six or seven hours to paint him. Make that uh, real I can, good. I can post him and you guys can take a look. Yeah. We'll, we'll post all of these by the um, way. Yeah. The fastest was probably going to have to be the 120 boys that I painted. Uh, if I were to break it down to one boy, I probably painted him in, I don't know, uh, 10 minutes. 
Yeah, 10, 15 minutes for a good speed paint. Yeah. Feels like uh, a good. T- 10 minutes for 120 boys. That's a lot yeah. of time. Yeah, it's a lot of time. Uh, fastest, I would say, would be my Remora drones. Yep. Yeah, they look good. Two, they look like fucking cool two, as shit. I have two Remora drones. I did that in about 45 minutes. Yeah, nice. Black and that nice. was, yeah, well, that was built and paint. Oh, nice. And, yeah. I, and that, was bo- and that was both of them. And that took me about 45 because building them was literally like three pieces yeah. and two of them clip on. The boys I got were all practically put together because I bought yeah. them used. So <laughs> yeah, these ones, these were, these were boxes of bits that were, they're the normal bits, but they're, res, they're Forge World. Mm. So they're resin bits. The only yeah, thing yeah. That, that had been done is that the, the excess like garbage oh, was cut off. All the, all the flashing. Yeah. And yeah. Things. And it sucks because I was going to say the Perfiron, but I didn't paint the Perfiron. The Perfiron though, I built that in two days. Yeah, and, and base coated, and those and knights are insane. They yeah, got a lot. The, of parts. I'd say the slowest one though would have to be right now my castigator. Um, yeah, you're still working on it, right? I still haven't even touched it. Is that is that the one that I that I did the Medusa lower half for you? No, no, okay. no. The castigator is the one I did the green crackle paint. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. that's why yeah. it's, that's why it's also taking me forever. Yeah, it's because yeah. I I built it. It's a, it, it was built quickly, but the paint is just taking me forever. We're going on two hours, right? guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, mine is previously stated fastest would be that Bane blade that I cranked out in 48 hours from the time I opened the box to the to basically until the time it hit the field and it was great. The, uh, the reaction was great. Um, coming in at a really close second was I built a, uh, what was the towel battle suit for you? Oh, the Arvar- Arvarna. Arvarna. I cranked that out uh, pretty fast considering Dude, the fact I that I didn't mine. have instructions and it's a Forge World model. Yep. I, so, I knocked my Arvarna off the shelf two weeks ago and uh, broke it to a point where it's not replaceable. So uh, I spent I spent a good couple of times just kind of like laying out all pieces and trying to dry fit it together a little bit with like half piece together instructions. But then I banged it out in like a solid like two days. Like once I, once awesome. I like dedicated. Oh, yeah. I think like, that's I still like, one of my slowest wins because it's not painted yet and it's still not quite done building. <laughs> it's still <laughs> got like the little bits left. I, from yeah. the time that I started like. Oh really, yeah, no, no, like, from what you together. did was amazing. It was yeah. just like. I, I think Igbar's talking about like collectively the time that you put in painting right. it. Not, not yeah. so much like, oh, it took me three years to paint this. Like, no, like There's, collectively it took me like eight hours yeah. to paint oh, yeah, this. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, as a kind of joke, I still haven't built my big night. Oh, yeah. I bought like a year ago. It's yep. still sitting on sprue. In a if it's still in the box, it doesn't count. Right. Right. Because <laughs> in uh, that case, I fucking win. I do have two armagers <laughs> that the, the main reason I haven't finished the armagers, they're sitting there primed is because I ran out of primer for other stuff. And I like to paint like I'm not just going to paint two armagers and then not paint like a bunch of other stuff that needs to be painted still. Right. right. Like I'm just going to do it all. I'm going to sit down and do a bunch of it. That's fair. Because I got to like set up my paint space. Yeah, you don't, yeah we, you don't have dedicated. That is dedicated. that is something I would like to talk about when we do a podcast on paint. Like specifically paint on space, your yeah. hobby space, your yeah. hobby space, paint space, build space, whatever you want to call it. You you have to have one and we'll definitely you get, really get in depth about that. Well, episode. yeah, well, we definitely ran a little bit over, but uh, hopefully this is a treat for you guys. Well, all my little chem rats, this has been another pirate broadcast, but it's time we wrap it all up. If you want to connect with us, our Patreon is live and we are working to get extra content up and available monthly. If you would like to join our hive gang and become a four-armed rat, you can find us at patreon.com slash under the hive of madness. As we mentioned earlier, our first two patrons, our first two four-armed rats are DeFeo and Ickbard. Love you guys. Thank you very much. You'll get a shout out in the end of our podcasts and there are some other perks. So go over and check that stuff out. 
Speaking of, one of our local forearmed rats, Ickbard, has started to do some painting commissions. You can connect with him either through our Discord community or directly through him via Instagram at Ickbard or email, which is peninsula miniatures painting at gmail.com. As always, I drop all of the direct links and all the spellings into the show notes. An update on the Hive project, as Marky brought up earlier, we now have an official Hive name and we started to work on some of the details of the Hive itself, including adding our second Hive gang, the Nutty Jays. If you'd like to get a little bit more involved in that project, uh, get in contact with us and join our Discord. That's where we do all the work and planning. Uh, Discord, the ultimate way to get in contact with all of your Jimdar Gaming and Under the Hive Madness crew. Yeah. So we would like to go ahead and announce that we are in the Innsmouth Hive. Innsmouth? I, I thought you were calling Innsmouth. it. I thought you were calling it Innis, Innismouth. It's in. Yeah. Innsmouth. Innsmouth. But it's not in its mouth, which is what you want yes. me to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, like I was like, <laughs> you want me I was to like, say. in its mouth. Mark wants me to yeah. say it as dirty as possible. In its mouth. It, it, so is mouth. that like fitness? Fitness, fitness in the, yeah. there's a fitness. Oh, yeah, I fell for You fell for your own. What are you talking about, Kevin? It smells, hey, I walked right into it. It smells like Updog in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so join us in figuring out more details to Hive In's mouth. If you're wondering, the four names that we had put up in our poll were all inspired by H.P. Lovecraft uh, as the title of the podcast itself under the hive of madness is based on under the mountains of madness you can find all of our social media links on our link tree which is link tree slash under the hive reach out to us with either your lore your other hobby questions or anything else via email at under the hive of madness at gmail.com or jimdarkgaming at gmail.com this is Kimrat radio 665.66 uhmr reminding you once again to keep a last pistol or auto gun close at hand whenever you cross through nutty jay's territory these maniacs are celebrating their annual facelifting holiday and i don't know about you but i like my face right where it is me too they can lift these nuts as always, remember to leave out an extra offering to the forearmed emperor tonight so those sump scum gators don't get too hungry and eat the rest of your family. Going dark underground.